Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! Forty Niners Ultimate Report. This is John Jay, your 49ers reporter, opinionist, analyst, and die hard fan. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Ultimate Report. And we got a special, special uh show today. We got uh the Jaguars uh podcast in the house. How are you doing, buddy? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yep. And we're gonna be talking about the Jaguars, your team. You know, we're gonna get your perspective, your thoughts on your team. Uh, this is a 49ers channel, so we don't really get a lot of guests on here. And to get other perspectives of other teams is always great because, you know, when you only have one fan base, they're all going to say, oh, we're going to win every game. But getting to know, you know, you know, your team and getting to know all the other players we don't know, it's always good perspective. So cannot wait for this great, great show. Uh, so before we always start the show, you know, every time there's a guest on the show, I, I, I want the fans to know uh, who you are. What do you do? You know, you talk about your YouTube channel. So feel free to let the fans know who you are and what you do. Yeah, thanks, John. Uh, my name is Andrew. I host the Jaguar podcast and uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, at Jaguar podcast. You can also find me on social media, on Twitter um, and on Instagram and pretty much all platforms. So that's kind of where you can catch me. And, you know, I, I cover all things Jaguars, you know, breaking news, have some great player interviews as well with, you know, guys like Foye Luakon, Jamal Agnew, and then you have the the classic Jaguars players like Jimmy Smith, Natron Means. So you can find a lot of great content there. So the Jaguar podcast on uh, YouTube and pretty much all podcast platforms. Yep. So even though this is the 49ers uh, YouTube channel, check out the Jaguars podcast. You know, uh, it's all about, you know, building, you know, bridges, getting to know other content creators because we, we all love the same thing. Uh, the NFL football and having two different perspectives, two sides of each story, you get to see uh, what we don't get to see and very proud to have you on, man. And it's, it's always an honor. Uh, I want to say what's up to uh, crazy guy. This guy is a Cowboys fan. He says Duval. Yeah. I like <laughs> and it. He's rooting for the Jaguars because he does not like the Niners to win. <laughs> and of course, shout out to my boy, Bebop Jones. He says bang, bang, Niner gang or BBNG. Thanks for popping in, guys. And also during this show, uh, leave questions and comments for our guests. If you have anything you want to ask, if you have any questions about the Jaguars, about their offense, defense, you know, anything. So that's how we do this show. But let's jump right in and talk about, of course, the 49ers Jaguars. We play tomorrow in the West Coast is a 10 a.m. start in the East Coast is a, a one o'clock start. So. I want to get your thoughts about this game, you know, when the season uh, started, you know, when you saw the schedule, what did you think about this matchup? And did you have any big e expectations for the Jaguars? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be a tough game and was definitely uh, going to be one, I think, where uh, both teams are battling it out. I think the 49ers are three-point favorite in this game. And... Um, I think it's like you, we were talking about this before before we started. You know, I think it's going to be a relatively low scoring game. I think my prediction was 24 21 uh, 49ers. 
because I think, you know, you guys are really uh, the second best, I think, team or the second good all around team rather instead of the second best. But uh, the second, you know, uh, team that we face that's really just an all around good team. I mean, you guys have a, a killer offense, weapons like, you know, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And then you got, of course, you can't forget about George Kittle, who's just amazing uh, out in the, um, you know, at the tight end position. And uh, has had had a pretty good game against the Bengals. I mean, had some big catches that he made, even though you guys uh, didn't come away with that game. Um, you know, uh, yeah, tons of weapons. And then on defense, I mean, you just acquired Chase Young. So that's that's huge for your defense. In the pass rush, you got Nick Bosa, uh, who's who's dangerous off the edge as well. And then you, got, you have guys like Fred Warner and and, and corners like Shavarius Ward, who are, are, are really good. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. Yep. Let's see. Let me go to some of these comments. Crazy guy says, if the Jags can beat <laughs> us, then they can beat the Winers. Yeah, this guy's a Cowboys fan. Uh, he's not the biggest fan of the 49ers, but, you know, he's always welcome on. He really wants every week the Niners to lose. So, hey, I want the Cowboys to lose every week, you know, so the feeling's mutual. <laughs> and I want to shout out my boy, Carcass. He's, he's one of the youngsters of the podcast community. He says, what's good, guys, and what's good, podcast? Yep. And B-Box says, we got the top uh, 1 p.m. game tomorrow. Yep. Shout out to B-Box Jones out in the East Coast. Yeah, so when the season, when the schedule came out uh, this year, I said, all right, the Niners, when we enter uh, week 9 or week 10 uh, against the Jaguars, I kind of felt that this game was going to be like a, a question mark. Because the last time we played you guys, you know, was a couple of years ago, your team was still, you know, building to what you guys are. And then watching a lot of your games uh, this year, they, they've shown a lot of Jaguars games in my uh, region. And you, you guys have played really well. Like, uh, you know, the defense is pretty good. The offense is in sync. You know, Calvin Ridley's finally playing. You know, uh, you got Christian Kirk, who used to terrorize us with uh, the Cardinals. You know, that ETN guy. And Trevor Lawrence, they played in, you know, uh, college together. So the the chemistry and, and, and the defense has gotten much, much better. So as this game is is about to start, I am a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried because, like, the Niners have our own problems. And if you haven't heard, of course, 49er fans are criticizing, the media is criticizing Steve Wilkes. He was on the, on the booth, and now he's going to be on the field. Uh, people say this, it's communication issue, so that's been the big issue. Can he coach on the field? Should he stay up it, uh, at the at the booth? Of course, everyone cr criticizes Kyle Shanahan every year. Oh, he could he could do better. He could do better. And you know, Trent Williams is questionable. We'll find out tomorrow uh, if he'll be playing. But a lot of fans say if Trent Williams is not there, your your pass rusher Allen is going to sack Brock Purdy so many times. So there, there's a lot of things going on in in 49ers land that. A lot of people are like, oh, well, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose this game. I, I I see it like this, just like you said. This is going to be a tough matchup. I don't think a lot of points is going to be scored. I think probably less than 40 combined points. I think this is going to be a very defensive ball game. And I think whoever has the ball at the end of the game is going to win the game. Like You you remember when I had you on, I don't do predictions, but I do think uh, the Niners do have the, have the edge, but let's not count out the Jaguars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you summed it up perfectly right there. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. You know, 
we typically don't play well on the West Coast. So this game is actually going to be in, in Jacksonville. So that may help us, may give us a little bit of an edge. But I think you all have just like, I think, a better all-around roster and, you know, offensively and defensively. And then you can't forget, you just acquired, you know, um, Chase Young. So, you know, you'll you'll have another defensive weapon there uh, for us to look out for as well. All right. So I want to shout out to Steve-O. Uh, he has a question. How would you rank your GM so far? Trent Baalke, yeah, him being a former 49er uh, GM. Um, has a lot of history with you guys. Um, I haven't heard it being very good. Uh, with him, I think, for me, I would not rate him very high. And I think the reason why is because of some of the moves he's made in the past with you know shipping Jaguar players out of, out of here um, to other teams. And then I really didn't like what he did in the, the offseason. Um, or not the offseason, um, uh, before the trade deadline. You know, I think we could have gone after Daniel Hunter. Uh, I think we could have gone after guys like Chase Young or uh, Montez Sweat. And we didn't pick up a pass rusher, and that's what we really needed. We picked up kind of a backup guard from the Vikings that really isn't going to have a lot of roster impact immediately. So uh, that's not not very high to answer your question, steve Yeah. Yeah, like – when it came to Trent Baalke signed with the 49ers, there, there's a lot of mixed feelings on how, you know, people feel about him. I personally felt, in my opinion, that, um, you know, it was a failure. Like, if he was able to make it work with Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh and Baalke in the front office had a lot of disagreements. And, unfortunately, you cannot fire the owner, and the owner really favored Trent Baalke, so – they parted ways. So, like, some people are like, he got fired or Jim Harbaugh. It, at the end of the day, it was mutual. Like, they said, I, hey, you want to fire me? I'll fire. Or if you want to let me go, I'll step down. Uh, then uh, you, you guys uh, picked them up. Um, your team, you know, is, you know, in first place. Uh, I don't know how much credit, you know, we should give you the trend bulky. But uh, at the end of the day, most 49er fans w- will say that, his time with the 49ers was a failure. And for me, I got to kind of agree with that. But at the end of the day, he's your problem. And, and you said it, you know, you don't know if it's an A plus or F minus. So I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never know, right? Like you never know how much Doug Peterson's really involved with some of the player personnel decisions. So uh, I think the, yeah, the jury's still out on how this goes down. <laughs> yep. Let's see. Bebop Jones says, will the safety uh, Cisco play tomorrow? was listed as questionable early. Oh, so he's basically just saying some of the safeties with the Niners are questionable. I want to shout out Laura Cat. Laura Cat, she's a big supporter of the Niners community. Hey. Hi, John hey, Jay, Laura. and welcome, Andrew. Have a great show. So Thank you. She's giving you a shout out. Appreciate it. I want to say what's up to David McNiner. It's Niners. Oh, damn day. Jaguars are 2-2 two and two at home. Uh, what's Andrew's thoughts on this? Yeah, you know... We lost, I think we lost to the, um, what was it, the Texans. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, with this team, um, I think it's going to help us because we haven't played well on the West Coast. So I think, yeah, I think being at, being at home is definitely going to be an advantage for us in this game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone's saying what's up to the chat. Everyone's saying what's up. Jack Safety is named oh Cisco. So uh, so can you tell us about 
that uh, player Cisco and um, uh, is he is he playing? Is he going to miss the game? I think I think he's likely to play in this game. Um, he's been out for a couple of weeks with a, a hamstring injury, but I think he'll. I think they'll probably start him tomorrow, along with Tyson yeah. Campbell as well. Yeah. So I want to put a graphic up here quickly uh, about your team. Uh, I have some questions, you know, about uh, your your offense this season, your defense, how, how it's performing. Uh, one of the categories that uh, it says that you guys give up a lot of passing yards and you will, you know, explain to us, you know, the, the numbers very well. Uh, of course, the numbers don't tell the full story. But let's get the graphic up here and let's look at, you know, what you guys have done in the first half of the season. So these are some, you know, uh, offensive numbers, defensive numbers. Of course, uh, your offense is, you know, uh, in the middle of the bunch uh, in the top 15. Uh, you guys are doing really well in points allowed uh, uh, against the run. But I have a question. I have a question about the the pass yards allowed. Uh, is your secondary a big question mark? Why? Are you ranked 30th in the NFL in pa uh, passing yards allowed? Yeah, that's an interesting stat. Um, it, that may have to do with some of the schemes, the different types of schemes we run, because um, sometimes we do, you know, run some zone coverage. Uh, we don't, you know, it could also be we've had some injuries as well in the secondary with Tyson Campbell uh, being hurt and being out for a couple of games with a. Uh, with a hamstring injury. So I think it's a little bit of mixture of scheme and then personnel, just injuries uh, accounting for just the, the pass yards given up. Yeah. I was listening to uh, a, a former uh, Bay area sports personnel uh, this week, talking about the reason why, and I don't know how you feel about this uh, comment, but th this was his opinion. And, and I want to ask you saying that the reason why, you guys allow a lot of passing yards is that teams cannot run the ball on you. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, somewhat. Yeah. I, I mean, I think our D line has done a really good job, you know, clogging up the holes and our linebackers are good at, you know, making tackles and stopping the run. So I, I would agree to that to an extent, but um, I mean, a lot of it I think is, is, is personnel issues just with like injuries and stuff. I want to shout out my boy Gonzalo out from Belize. He says, hey, John, welcome, Andrew. Trevor knows how to win from behind. Hope Brock Purdy takes some pointers from him. So basically uh, our our offense, when we're trailing, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Kyle can win when they're trailing. But he's basically saying that at least your quarterback can win when, they're, when their team is behind. And then Steve-O says, Trevor is questionable with – Hair injury, <laughs> little funny joke. Yeah, shout out to Steve-O. He's always, you know, having some great puns in the chat. So, yeah. Um, one of the things, you know, like in, in my opinion, when I look at the numbers, you know, like the numbers don't tell the full story. You talk about how the scheme is run, you know, uh, with your team. And the Niners have been having a bit of, of some issues too. Uh as uh, we're as we were talking about uh, early in the show, that our secondary hasn't been doing really well, but we haven't been allowing a lot of points. You know, we did give up thirty-one points to the the Bengals, but the Bengals are a really really good team, and the Niners have been having difficult on the offense. So one of the things that we, we've been doing a lot is that uh, 
in our five-game losing streak, we were in, in the top 10 in passing yards allowed. Since then, we've fallen to the bottom 20 because one of the, one of the problems that we're doing as well, and that's why uh, I, I talked about earlier, Steve Wilkes has moved from the booth down to uh, the ground. So I want to ask you these these uh, these two questions. Like, uh, Do you prefer a coach being on the booth or – on the field level, because I want to get your thoughts, because I also want to ask you, do you think it really matters where a defensive coach or offensive coach is during the game? Man, that's a great question. I've never actually thought about that, but I, you know, um, I would think, you know, defensively, well, let's take, take a step back. I think offensively being in the booth, I, I don't know. That is, that's a great question um, because you, you can see, different things in the booth right like it's a different view instead of just being right on the field i don't know maybe i, I would think maybe defense being on the field would be a little bit better because then you'd, you you kind of be able to see what's going on in the trenches maybe a little bit better and be able to kind of get gauge the tempo of the game and um like kind of the environment and then maybe I, th I think offensively being in the booth would be a little bit better because you can see the defenses you can kind of see an overhead kind of view of what's going on if that makes any sense yeah and 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 i know it has nothing to do with your, your jacksonville jaguars but i wanted to get your perspective because some uh have argued that you know maybe a coach being you know on, on the field is better than being on the booth but overall like um and again if if i upset any 49er fans like it doesn't really matter what the coaches are but if our coaches feel that steve was can do a better job on the field uh, I, I respect the decision, and at the end of the day, you know, uh, everyone has their opinions about that. All Niner fans want is to stop losing, and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe still Steve Wilkes, you know, being on the on the on the sideline is probably better for us. But we'll find out tomorrow. So Laura has a question: uh, What is a key matchup in this game? So what what are some matchups that you want to see? You know, Jaguars 49ers? Yeah, I think let's start offensively for the Jags. I think Calvin Ridley versus Chavarius Ward, that's going to be one to look out for. You know, they're going to be battling it out. I think Ridley's a a really uh, good deep threat wide receiver. So I think they're going to try to get the ball to him. And, you know, so you're going to see them kind of battling it out. I think it's going to be uh, fun to watch. Yeah. For me, um, I have some matchups, and I'm, I'm so glad that I, 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 I kept this from my from my last show is the these are three players that you know are matchups against the the 49ers and, and and one of them again we do not know about Trent Williams but if Trent Williams is playing Trent Williams versus you know Josh Allen not to be mistaken by the Bills uh quarterback because there is another Josh Allen uh he has uh nine sacks eight tackles for loss and 28 uh tackles uh, I have him there if Trent Williams is not there, you know, it, it may be uh, more easy for for you guys to, to get after our quarterback. So that's one matchup I want to see. Uh, of course, Travis Etienne, uh, everyone's been questioning the 49ers run game. Oh, we can't stop the run. We can't stop the run. So uh, we got Chase Young. He's a pass rusher. But can Kinlaw and Armstead, you know, can we slow uh, Etienne down, which is another matchup. And, of course, um, Recently, the Niners have been allowing a lot of passing yards. So how we defend uh, Traverius Ward and Christian Kirk and also Calvin Ridley. So 
how your your wide receivers. Do you agree with some of these matchups? Oh yeah, I mean, I think Josh Allen he could have a game if Trent Williams doesn't start, but I think if Trent Williams is there, he's gonna he's gonna dominate him, uh, and and not not trying to you know knock on Josh Allen, but he's kind of a, he's kind of a one dimensional edge rusher. He doesn't have a lot of moves. He doesn't have a lot of like pass rush like moves like spin moves or rip moves club like it's just straight bull rush and uh, you can see that if you watch the film despite him having nine sacks I think this is going to be the best offensive tackle he's faced this year Um, Williams is amazing you know all pro left tackle Um, his problem has been staying healthy though I mean I I can't remember the last time he played a full 16 game season Um, he's just he's injury prone he's always hurt um, but I think he's he's going to dominate Josh Allen if if Allen goes up against him. Yeah. So you, you mentioned about injury prone. Like, uh, uh, are you saying that every year, like he misses, you know, a lot of time? Uh, so can can you be a little bit more specific when you talk about injury prone? Yeah, like Williams is uh, Trent Williams. I was talking about Trent Williams. Um, okay. Yeah. So he he seems like he's hurt a lot. I mean, I look. I looked at his, um, I was looking at, you know, I think it was like pro profootballreference.com. I think that's the, the website. I don't, it's been a while since he's played a full 16 game season. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm wrong. Like, cause you know, you're the San Francisco 49ers fan. So maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm overlooking something there, but it seemed like, it seems like it's been a while since he's played a, a full 16 game season. Oh, so yeah. So you, you were talking about, yeah. Trent Williams, uh, I think has missed two games. And of course the bye week doesn't really count last year. I know he missed, uh, I want to say the Atlanta game. I don't know if he was there for the, for the, um, the chiefs game, but yeah, he, he, he's missed some time. Uh, so yeah. So basically, yeah, that is true, but he, he still played uh double digit games. Uh, that has to been like really like missed half a year or like a, qu- a quarter of the season, but yeah, he, he he's missed some games in the last couple of seasons. So yeah, uh, we'll find out tomorrow. And if Trent Williams is there, I want to see that matchup. Uh, you mentioned that he's one dimensional. Like basically, when you mean he's one dimensional, like there's only one playing style that uh, Josh Allen plays. Yeah, if you watch some of his film, it's interesting. Uh, he's a straight bull rusher. Um, he he his issue is he can't get to the quarterback quickly right I mean you want to really be able to get to the quarterback under four seconds and he's had issues with that and 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 not only him but Trayvon Walker as well our other you know first round uh, number one pick that we we drafted out of Georgia they just have trouble getting to the quarterback and and it's just straight bull rush so with when you're going up against Trent Williams who's who's a stud I mean he's a great left tackle He's going to be able to 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 dominate that and to be able to essentially make Josh Allen a non-factor. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying like Trent Williams is one of the best left tackles in the league. And I mean the guy can do it all. He can pull. He can line up as a as a fullback. He can catch passes. I mean I've seen some kind of crazy stuff with him. Um, but he's an amazing player, uh, and he can get to the second level. And 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 he's just uh, really an amazing talent. So I think. The Jacksonville, uh, the the Jacksonville edge rushers are going to have to find a way to get around him, or we're going to have to show some different looks, some different blitz packages, and try to get to to, to Purdy. Yeah, uh, Gonzalo uh, 
uh, said Wilkes needs to make uh, Ufunga play the safety to help out the corners instead of being all over the place and not contribute yet. So, yeah, th- that's another thing, you know, as I, as I talk about our, our secondary as built that our secondary is the primary reasons we get sacks and pressure, not the other way around, because that's how Steve Wilk, uh, Steve Wilkes plays. And that's why he's been getting a lot of criticism. Uh, D'Amico and Sala basically use the front seven to get after the quarterback and use our secondary to uh, play the receiver. So we'll see how, if there's any adjustments, but you're going to see how, how much we blitz and that's going to be, you know, a big factor of how Wilkes and because we're blitzing, I don't know how fast your quarterback gets the ball out, but if your quarterback gets the ball out in about two seconds, uh, our, 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 our secondary is going to be out of position and all of our, our front seven will be going after the quarterback, which we're going to leave a lot of the middle of the field open. So uh, we do need to play that, that traditional four, three style. And that's why uh, Wilkes has moved down to the ground. People have been saying the, a lot of communication issues. Carcast said, I hope Fred Warner gets a pick six on Lawrence. Almost had one in Cleveland. <laughs> Shout out to Carcast. It's interesting that Gonzalo brought up uh, Hufanga. Um, that was one yeah. of my key matchups that I had uh, for this game. Evan Ingram uh, to our tight end versus Hufanga, who I think they're going to be they're going to be battling it out as well because Ingram likes to go over the middle. He's usually a target over the middle, so I think the safety is going to try to be all over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve O says top two interception defense. All right. So, all right, let's continue. Moving on with the show. So let's talk about tomorrow's matchup. Of course, uh, there's a lot of things, you know, to talk about this game. But w- what is the, the the big headline this week that everyone's been talking about? The Jacksonville Jaguars. What is the main headline entering the show? I mean, entering the game. Yeah, the big headline is just, you know, how are we going to – I mean, you guys are essentially – like I said, the second really all around good from offense to defense team. Um, how do we, how do we play you guys? Right? Like what's the scheme? What's, what's the strategy? Um, I think offensively we have to be aggressive The the Jags, I think are like, they might be number one in screen passes and the play calling has been kind of suspect in my opinion from uh, press Taylor. Who's, who's taken over the press uh, the, excuse me, the play calling uh, responsibilities from Doug Peterson. And, you know, if, if we start throwing screen passes, I mean, you all are going to be able to stop that. Like, I mean, you have, a, you have a good defense, you have Fred Warner, he's going to be all over the field. So we can't be throwing screen passes. We have to, we have to go deep, you know, and challenge your corners, you know, deep throw past the chains. Um, you know, I've been watching the Jags offense, you know, I was at the Pittsburgh game, uh, two weeks ago and, and we weren't throwing past the chains and I don't know what that is. I'm, I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know if it's the Jaguars staff, like, you know, maybe they're not confident in Trevor Lawrence to make those deep throws, or maybe they're not confident in the offensive line. I'm not too sure like what it is. I haven't heard anything, you know, or nothing's been really reported on that, but I feel like the play calling has not been as aggressive. And if we don't come into this game, going deep and throwing past the chains, we're going to have some, some problems. Yeah. 
like for me, you know, like uh, the screen passes, I think can help you guys out because, as I mentioned just a, a few uh, uh, moments ago, the way our defense has, has been playing now, we've we've been missing a lot of tackles. And one of the things that the Niners in recent years have been really good is that we can hit, we're, we can hit the the receivers, we hit the running backs. But one of the things that I do not like is how we grab like when, we, when you tackle, like, I don't know if the tackles rules have changed, but uh, if we can't tackle you guys on the screen passes, you guys are going to uh, pick us apart. Like Trevor, uh, not uh, what's his name, Joe Burrow. All game that we played a, a couple of weeks ago, he was throwing short, and we couldn't tackle the receivers. They were, they were picking up 10, 15-plus yards. So if we cannot tackle you. And um, one of the things that I also said that we're, we're going to be rushing, the middle of the field is going to be open. And I don't know how Trevor is in the intermediate, the five to fifteen yards. Uh, if th- those are probably going to help you guys very well, and also your quarterback can run. A lot of people don't know this. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence can run. I think he's a better runner than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. So I don't know how you feel about uh, that statement. How? Oh, that's absolutely absolutely true. I think he's a way better runner than Joe Burrow. Um, so I think you're going to see some RPO. Uh, you're going to see a mix of that. He'll go to the. He'll probably go to the the passing game, if we can kind of soften up that, soften up your defense with the with ETN, um, and you know he'll he'll run and he can get first downs. He's not afraid to take a hit. Um, he definitely did that quite a bit in the Pittsburgh game as well. So so be on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to ask you some questions. You know, uh, I showed you some of my, uh, my matchups now. I'm going to present some 49er players who I think a, a lot of uh, fans and myself, uh, you, you heard the news, you know, during the trade deadline, you know, 49ers acquired Chase Young. And of course, Debo Samuel uh, will finally make his return after missing two games. And of course, uh, uh, we didn't play uh, the bye week. So he, he he's missed three weeks. He's back. And of course, uh, I want to get your thoughts about Debo Samuel, but also Chase Young. Like Chase Young was with the Commanders. Um, are you worried about Chase Young on the defense side of the ball? And your thoughts on Debo Samuel and how you have to play versus these guys. Uh, so Chase Young doesn't get your quarterback or Debo doesn't have a big day on the ground. Because the last time uh, we played you, Debo was running the football, running the football like a running back. Yeah, I mean, I think those are two great call-outs. Chase Young is a really good pass rusher. And I can see him, maybe them, or maybe, you know, your defensive coordinator lining him up on Anton Harrison, who had a bad day, uh, or bad outing, rather, against Pittsburgh, um, against TJ Watt. So, I, I, honestly, it could be either or, right? Or they put Nick Bosa on on uh, Anton Harrison, who's our right tackle, and then move Chase Young up up over to the, the left side against, uh, or the right side, rather, against uh, Cam Robinson. Uh I think yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a concern. I could see the Jaguars maybe putting an extra running back uh, in the backfield to kind of help with pass protection because you guys have a really good pass rush, and I mean the interior is great too with Eric Armstead. Uh, he's 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 solid. So yeah, I'm, it's definitely a concern for the Jaguars offense. Um, and then again, you talk about Debo Samuel. I mean, amazing talent. And then you have to combine that with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's like look out, you guys have a running. Th- Running uh, two running threats there. I mean, and Debo's good, a good pass catcher as well. But I could see you guys, you know, running some jet sweep with with Debo off the edge. So that's going to be tough to defend. So we're going to have to have 
really good outside contain. You know, the uh, our edge rushers have to to be all over. Uh, you know, the outside there having good outside contain, and then our backers got to be able to tackle McCaffrey and and Debo. Yeah. So Laura wants to know what is the weather uh, going to look like tomorrow? Again, I don't live in Jacksonville, but is it going to be sunny? Is it going to be windy? Is it, there going to be any t- chance of rain? You know, I, I actually live in, in Virginia. I don't live in Jacksonville, but um, mm. I haven't checked the weather. I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be decent conditions. So, um, mm. yeah, I know uh, since that uh, crazy, crazy game when we played against Chicago last year where we lost, a lot of fans were like, oh, I hope it doesn't rain because maybe the rain <laughs> is bad luck. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. we have not been good in the rain. Um, you know, we had three turnovers last week or two weeks ago against um, two two fumbles really against Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I hope it doesn't rain either because the Jags have not played uh, mm-hmm. not played very good in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, playing in the rain, playing in the snow, it's part of football. It's yeah. part of football. So Carcast has a question. He says, question for Andrew. Thoughts on on all the talk about Bosa not getting sacks? Question mark. How much of a factor do you think he will be against a suspect O-line? So what are your thoughts about this question? I think it's a great question. Um I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be all over uh the field tomorrow i think he's going to be getting pressure up field uh wreaking havoc um or you know chase young you know he takes maybe a double team uh he takes a double team and then bosa gets going right either or i think it's going to be a problem for jacksonville's uh, offensive line that's that's okay but not great so i think yeah he's definitely going to be a a factor tomorrow Mm -hmm. yep i kind of you know like uh actually i I have to ask you about your offensive line. Like, where where does it stack up? Of course, the Niners, you know, this year we haven't been, you know, in the top 10 uh, recently. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of PFF, but PFF has the Niners offensive line in the middle of the bunch. So that should help you guys out. Even though we have Trent Williams, our right side uh, is always been a question mark. So maybe if you line up, you know, Josh Allen against uh, our right tackle, who's technically a rookie, uh, he's been a backup for – like three seasons, but he finally is getting his fair share. Uh, Spencer Burford having a, a little bit of a uh, sophomore slump, but how does your offensive line, do you, do you worry about your offensive line or do you think your offensive line uh, is able to stack up against our defensive line? I'm worried about it. And I'm pretty critical. Uh, I'm pretty critical of our offensive line. I used to play offensive line in high school. So I feel like I, I follow it pretty closely. Um, and, I think we uh, were lacking a little bit in depth. You know, we have Cam Robinson who got a huge contract who I think, uh, what was it last year? I think he was, he's been suspended. He's finally come back um, a couple weeks ago. I don't think he's playing up to his potential. Uh, Anton Harrison, like I said, he's had a little bit of, of trouble there with uh, those, those elite pass rushers like TJ Watt. So I think, those two tackles are going to be going our right and our left tackle are going to be going up against, you know, league leaders, right? Like Nick Bosa and, yeah. and Chase Young. Like these are some of the best in the league. Um, so I think it's going to be tough. I, I am concerned about Trevor, uh, you know, getting sacked or maybe some sort of takeaway by you guys with a, with maybe like a strip sack or something. All right. So I got a, a bit of, I don't know if it's a, if it's a, a controversial topic, but 
Uh, the last time uh, the Niners played you guys was two years ago. Of course, it, it was not your fate. You know, it wasn't uh, a good day for Jaguar fans. I know, I know they were not happy with the outcome. But you guys now got Doug Peters. And uh, within a year and a half, I want to get your thoughts. I know your, your coach previously, you know, again, Urban I'm going to try Meyer. to be as respectful as possible. Urban Meyer yeah. had his problems over there, to say the least. But uh, your thoughts on Doug Peterson, the, do you think the players have more respect than Urban Meyer? Do you think they've bought in the system? And do you think he's a good coach? Absolutely. I mean, it's like you just look at how he did his first year, completely turned around the culture uh, in that building and and has the respect of the players. Um, you know, I, I was I remember when they hired Doug Peterson, I thought, who would want to take this job, right? I mean – you're coming into an organization that's just a total mess with Urban Meyer, uh, you know, doing all the things that Urban Meyer did, right? We don't need to go into that, but um, he just left that organization a mess. And, uh, you know, Doug Peterson, he's a Super Bowl winner. He's play, he, he's helped build organizations like the Philadelphia Eagles up, you know, to where they are. So I think he left kind of a lasting effect there. Um and it's just, uh, I think he's just done a phenomenal job. You can't ask for any, I mean, I think he should he should have been the coach of the year, uh, you know, gotten coach of the year last year. Um, I hope he gets it this year because he's, he's really done a hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah, like for, for me, like Doug Peters, like when he was with Philadelphia, he, he, he was a he was a good coach. I wouldn't say he was like the best coach in the NFL, but he, he, he made Philadelphia, you know, cons consistent, relevant again. You know, when Andy Reid left, you know, that situation, of course, you know, the Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is a horrible coach. I'm sorry. He was with, you know, our team. I'm still pissed off about that. But he he he, he, he made Philadelphia like, you know, a team in the NFL people can root for. Of course, you talk Philadelphia on my show, fans are not happy. <laughs> so forget that. But when, when Doug Peterson went to Jaguars, I think I said this, and at the time people were like, we're scratching, are you sure? I said, well, he's going to be better than Urban Meyer. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and look what he did with Philadelphia, and people laughed at me. And in a year and a half, uh, last year, you, you, you guys, a lot of people, oh, you're, you're going to be knocked out. You know, your quarterback threw a bunch of interceptions, and you guys came back and won and played in the second round. So that was a big positive. And, of course, uh, what's going on this year, you know, the Jaguars should be – uh, respected more by the media, but because of the perception for so many years, the Jaguars have been always at the bottom. That's why a lot of people are like, hey, they're, they're having success, but it's it's like the Lions. People are comparing, you know, you guys to the Lions, you know, two teams that look good, but don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. So that's my thoughts on Doug Peters, what, what, we, what he's done with the culture. I think what happened with Philadelphia, you know, at the end was basically bad management, how, you know, they set him up to fail. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think it's pretty amazing what he did with that roster too. I mean that that Super Bowl winning year. I think what was it, twenty seventeen? I think they won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that, I mean, uh, you know, Nick Foles. I think was it Legarrett Le Blunt. Like, I can't think of uh, can't think of any of the the uh, any of the other wide receivers there. But um, yeah, I mean, he took a he took a roster that was you know okay and and really took them to the next level. And, and help them, you know, win the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think he's a great coach. And I, I hopefully the Jaguars start getting more respect. You know, it's a small market, uh, Jacksonville. So, you know, we don't get the attention that other teams need or, or get in, in the bigger markets. 
but I think that's going to change with, you know, winning changes everything. So mm-hmm. facts, facts, facts. I want to shout out my boy, Jason Niner, smash, Massey, Talofa faithful. How are you doing? My boy out in the state of Washington, the 49er faithful is everywhere in every uh, 50 states. So it's always great to have fans. I'm fortunate to have grown up uh, just right outside of where Candlestick Park used to be. Uh, if you haven't noticed, you know, above me is Candlestick Park. You know, that's where the Niners play. Now we play at Levi Stadium. So, uh, but I, I am one of the fortunates to always have been able to watch the team, you know, been to games when they were in the city. Now they're in Santa Clara. I actually made my first uh, Santa Clara uh, appearance in, I want to say, June to, to meet up. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Tom Grassi. He went through every NFL stadium. So I got to meet him. I got to meet some fans of my channel and the great 49er faithful. So a uh, little one to shout out Jason and uh, everyone. Uh, he says, I like the the mounted helmet on the wall. So yeah. he's giving you props. Yeah. It's yep. the, the uh, Jimmy Smith uh, pride of the Jaguars helmet. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. One day I hope I can get me a helmet <laughs> one day. So now let's talk about the game. Now let's talk about, you know, of course, you know, the matchups, you know, what the Jaguars have to do to get the victory. And, of course, the 49ers, what they uh, have to get the victory. So we're, we're going to start off with you. What are some things that the, the Jaguars have to do to win this game? Because th- just like everyone knows, any given Sunday, 49ers are in a three-game losing streak. Uh, there, I think there was a stat line where they said that you guys won have, won, I think, five games in a row or something. You know, you could correct me if I'm wrong. But – uh this is going to be a, a fun matchup. So what do the Jaguars have to do to win this football game? Yeah. A great, great question. Um, you know, they have to secure the football limit, limit turnovers. That was huge in the Pittsburgh game where we coughed the ball up two times and we threw a pick in the end zone, a bad pick by Trevor Lawrence. So we got to get better with that. Um, so Trevor's got to minim- minimize the turnovers. We got to secure the football. Um, we have to run the football, so we have to use ETN to, to soften up that that San Francisco uh, defense, keep you out on the field, and punch it in in the, the end zone. I mean, we haven't been very good in the red zone, so we need to we need to get better at that. We need to be you know getting seven points on the board as opposed to just taking field goals. Um, and then the play the play calling has got to be more aggressive. You know, I I think uh, we have to go downfield. We got to throw past the chains. Utilize Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, Zay Jones will be out for this game. So we need to really use Christian Kirk to create some mismatches in your secondary. Um, so that would really be the keys to the game offensively, defensively, man, we're going to have our work cut out for us with you guys. I mean, you have a great quarterback. He can throw the ball, you know, down the field. Uh, he's got a really good arm. So we have to get pressure on Brock Purdy. Got to get in his face because, you know, he's not, not a really tall quarterback. So if we can get our hands up. And uh, maybe create some pass deflections, or maybe just make it difficult for him to see over the line, and just you know force him to to throw some bad balls. Um, we need some takeaways, I think, defensively as well. So we need to create some turnovers, uh, interceptions, fumbles, whatever. We just need to create some takeaways to kind of get ahead of you know get the momentum going for us uh, early. So um, yeah, I mean those are those are some of the the. Uh, keys to the to the game defensively i think darius williams i forgot to mention him he's uh he's one of our our corners i think you guys are going to try to pick on him a little bit in in terms of his like you know his size he's a little little undersized for a corner so you could see maybe brandon Ayuk uh 
you know, ha- having them go up against him and, uh, you know, maybe trying to create some mismatches. So Williams is going to have to have a good game as well uh, in addition to Tyson Campbell. So if we can play solid uh, coverage on you guys and, uh, you know, keep our eye on Christian McCaffrey, don't give, don't give up any real big plays. I think we can, we might be able to, to come away with a, a W in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, like what you said, if, if everything goes your way, uh, the Jaguars should, sh- should win the game. Like for me, uh, I think, I think the last team you guys played were the Pittsburgh Steelers. And mm-hmm. I was watching that game. Uh, you know, there are moments when the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, like we're, we're playing really good on you. It's just their, their offense, you know, like, you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, there's a lot of question marks. Everyone's uh, or our Steelers fans saying that it's their offensive coordinator, but, but, but you guys matched up really well with them. It's a good, strong defensive game. Of course, the Niners destroyed them, you know, week one, you know, so, uh, but and and you guys beat them, so b- both of us have beaten the Steelers, and we'll find out who will uh, win the game. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I'm worried about if if the pocket breaks down, and you know if we have that open space, he uses his legs. Because one thing that I will say that you know to help you guys out, we do that wide nine. That wide nine formation is basically uh, when everything is guarded very well. The middle of the field is open, so. The quarterbacks that run up on us, like Daniel Jones, uh, against the Giant, uh, with the Giants, he in, in the first half, you know, he was using his legs, but then he stopped using his legs, and you know, the, the Giants this year are not a really good team. But J- Daniel Jones, and of course, uh, the last time we played two weeks ago with Burrow, Burrow had forty three rushing yards on the ground, so that's going to be a little scary if if we give up fifty or more yards on your quarterback, that's not going to be good for us. So that's one thing that we have to do is. Make sure we can stop your quarterback from running because, you know, if, if he's running, picking up five yards, 10 yards, you know, that's moving the chains. That's making the downs more easier for the first down. So we have to prepare for your quarterback running the ball. One of the things that everybody wants to know, Steve Wilkes, can he adjust when now he's on the uh, on the field? Uh, but at the same time, everyone has mentioned, especially I want to uh, shout out, you know, Jason, who brought this up. We're not tackling. So if we're not tackling your receivers, they're going to pick up extra yards. So if we're not tackling your receivers, it's going to be a long day for the 49ers because we're not tackling. So tackling, tackle, tackle. We have to tackle uh, your receivers and tackle your running backs. Another thing the Niners have to really uh, do as well is we got to run the ball on you. Like you guys are averaging, you know, team-wise less than 80 yards per game. So that means that you're, you're – your defensive line is doing a really good job. So what do we have to do is basically Kyle needs to use his motions, get your defensive line a little bit uh, caught off guard. So Kyle needs to be smart on his play calling. Like this game has is not going to have to do with anything with the 49ers players because we have the players. You have Chase Young, Nick Bosa on the other side, Hargrave, and Armstead. Good players. And then, of course, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, our front seven, it's not the problem, but can our coaches put our players out to succeed? That's just my my, my thoughts on uh, what we need to do. Uh, I want to get this comment quickly out the way. He says, Jaguars, our line is trash. You mentioned that you, you are worried about your old line. So what's up, Tommy? Thanks for popping in. All right. Let me go back to the comments. Uh, Tommy says, we are losing again. Oh, come on, Tommy. Have, have faith, buddy. Have faith, buddy. Our run defense is absolutely putrid. Hargrave's worst signing. Wow, he's not a big fan of Hargrave. 
uh, our defense is soft. Safeties aren't hitting. And when I just talked about that and bring the goddamn physicality. And then he also says our O-line isn't that great. Neither Brendel and Burford are. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. He's very critical on the team, but he's a good dude. So that's my thoughts on what the Niners have to do to beat the Jaguars. So now we're, we're, we're going to go to the time where I want the fans to put your predictions. I know it's going to be an un, uh, unbiased crowd, but let's see what the prediction is going to be. You, you, you had a prediction earlier. Uh, just uh, let us know your prediction. Uh, what's going to be the final score and why do you think that's the final score? Yeah, I, I, I say it's 24, 21 uh, San Francisco wins a tight game here. Uh, I think the three point favorite, I, you know, I want to say that I, I want the Jaguars to win, of course, but, you know, I think I think you all have, you know, just better personnel, uh, better personnel. You're just, uh, I think, a more talented football team than than than, you know, what we have as, as a whole as a team. So I, I think I think you guys come away with a, a, a W in this game. Mm-hmm. All right. So Carcast says Charverius Ford better not be holding Ridley all game, uh, giving up free yards. Yep. Uh, last week, I mean, now two weeks ago, Charvarius Ward was not tackling and he, and he was not playing. Like, I, I like Charvarius Ward. He's been very consistent. But uh, last week was probably his worst performance on a 49ers uniform. He gave up penalties. He gave up a lot of yards. So that's not really good. People were calling him a Josh Norman 2.0. So that's a little funny joke. Tommy says 28-21 Jaguars. So a 49er fan being in uh uh impartial, he he, he thinks the Jaguars are gonna win 28 to 21. And Tommy says Carcast, he has been really bad. Yep, really, really bad. So again, I don't really do predictions, but I will say this: I do think that this will be a very defensive matchup. The Niners, the last three weeks, we've scored 17 points. We lost by two. Uh, we scored 17 points. We lost by five. And then last week, uh, two weeks ago, we lost by, I want to say, two touchdowns, 17 to 31. So the last three games, we have not been able to put points. Hopefully, if Trent Williams is there, if Debo you know, is also there, I do think the Niners will finally get the 20 point, uh, the 20 point mark. But this defense is re- really good. Uh I'm not worried about the yardage. I think Purdy will uh, uh, at the yards. Another thing I forgot to mention is that once we get to like the, the to your territory, to the Jag- Jaguar territory, can we finish drives? Because once we cross the 30 yard line, we started moving backwards. We started moving backwards. So, uh, that's what we need to do. I think it's going to be 24 to 20, 24 to 20. So I'm going to have 44 points, you know, not. Uh, like I said, I, I think it's going to be 40 points, but I think it's going to be 24 to 20. I do want the 49ers to win, but I think that's going to be the scoreline. Uh, the Jaguars could win this game, but I'm going to probably say just over 40 points combined. I want the Niners to win. That's what I'm hoping for. So my prediction is going to be 49ers 24, Jaguars 20. That's what I think. It can go either way. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's a good prediction. Yeah. So that, and with that, 
you know, putting our predictions tomorrow, the game. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to wish you the best of luck. Of course, same to like, you. I, 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 I say this, you know, with, with, with the most respect, you know, right now it was an honor having you on here again. I've had you on several times before uh, and it's, it's always great, but from the, from the three hours during the game, with all due respect, I'm a Niner fan and I, I want uh, your team to lose. It's all respect after the game is over. Win or lose, I will congratulate you. Win or lose, I will still say good job. But with that said, you know, uh, I want the, the fans to know one last time who you are, where they can find you, plug in all your social media uh, platforms, and just talk about, you know, uh, who you are, uh, what you guys do, uh, uh, what you do in your channel. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Andrew from the Jaguar podcast. So we're uh, a podcast, but we're also a YouTube channel as well. Uh, we do some great content, you know, game previews, um, just, you know, recent or latest Jaguars news. We have some great player interviews as well with players like, you know, Foyer Luakon, Jamal Agnew. You know, we've had uh, we've had Dewan Smoot, etc. A uh, ton of, of really good content there and interviews. And um, we do live streams as well. So, you know, occasionally I'll do, you know, live play-by-play -play, uh, reactions to the game. And, um, yeah, just a, just a fan and love doing this. So, uh, you know, you can, you can check me out on YouTube or iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And then you can also check me out on social media at Jaguar Podcast. That's my Twitter handle, uh, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Thank you, guys. And so, yeah. So you, you guys heard it. Check them out. I know all you guys are 49er fans, but one thing that is is 100% certain, we are a community of football fans. We may have different different jerseys, different colors, but we, we root for uh, our teams and we root for football. So thank you very much uh, for being on. Uh, with that said, everybody, I'm John Jay. Thank you very much, Jag Roars Podcast. That is a little difficult for me play, to say play on but, words yeah <laughs> yeah and good luck tomorrow and we are out everyone you guys have a good rest of your saturday enjoy sunday enjoy football and we are out let me get that coming up with the big sack quarterbacks be where we on the prowl game day night you could hear it in our ground intimidation on to keep their hearts racing eating other teams live on tv front of the nation this episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel, so if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers.